welcome back to the Stereo Bros Podcast. This is episode three. I am Kalito. Mr. Prolific B. And we want to thank you for spending another fun-filled episode with us. We made it to our Iverson number. Made it to our Iverson number. Shout out to everybody that's listened, you know, tweeted, retweeted, IG'd, commented, supported in any kind of way. It's definitely appreciated. We will post this episode soon as it's ready, but we definitely appreciate y'all support up to now. Every listen is appreciated. And as we grow this thing, we're going to grow together. We're going to constantly improve. And again, we appreciate the feedback. We ain't going to waste no time. We're going to jump right into it. What's up with this Brooklyn bidding for an Amazon headquarters? Haven't we learned enough about overdevelopment? Downtown Brooklyn looks like a bunch of Lego blocks. Total recall type of scenery up there. It's looking horrible. And now they want to throw an Amazon headquarters down there. It's supposed to bring, you know, 50,000 jobs, but 50,000 jobs paying what? What will it do to an already somewhat fragile ecosystem down there? Because they put the Balkans up there saying it was going to displace people. It did. It's been up, what, five years now, right? Something like five years. All right. So what have we learned in the five years that we've gotten Barclays Arena and some sold-out Jigaman shows? No parking. That's a fact. The four train is the fastest way to Barclays. <laughs> that it is. That it is. <laughs> and that it is. The jobs that they spoke of, at least the sustainable like jobs that that have been able to to stand the test of time in these five years, I know isn't as big as a number when they first said it. Amazon is talking about how many jobs? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. But again, like, what type of jobs are we talking about? Are we talking about um, like factories and fulfillment centers and drones flying over your your favorite mom and pops bodegas, delivering packages? Chap cheese, seventeen dollars. <laughs> Nine dollar heroes. Are we talking about? <laughs> we don't call them subs. Chap cheese vending machines. Like, what what type of jobs are we talking about? What type of skill sets? is Amazon hiring. I also heard Google trying to do the same thing. Um, yeah, I heard that too. But quick tangent, these sandwiches that we hold so near and dear to our hearts, stop calling them subs. I, I understand people are moving from all over to the five boroughs, but we call them heroes, man. Sandwiches or heroes, not subs. They're not submarine sandwiches. They're not subs. They're heroes, man. Hero. Hero. H-E-R-O-W. Hero. <laughs> nah, but um, the mom and pop shop is pretty much going out of Brooklyn, especially in that area. There are no bodegas anymore, really. It's all corporate entities that sell in chains. Yeah, corporate entities and chains. So I think people accept, and this is not a shot at Amazon, but people accept what Amazon brings at the convenience of cheaper price and quick delivery, like. You can order McDonald's via like Amazon Prime now or something like that, and it comes to your house in twenty minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can say that you'll be walking to McDonald's now, like they like. Oh damn! It's certain things you can order on Amazon Pantry, and I'm giving a mad free promo. But uh, you are. Well, last thing I say is that <laughs> you can order your choice of beverage at nine o'clock on a Monday night, and it'll be there by like ten thirty, eleven, in your house. That's not bad. 
Jeff Bezos had a hell of a vision, man. Had a hell of a vision. Yeah, but no one have thought he made it this far. Yeah, well, let's just hope that you know, folks I know who worked there did say that the conditions are somewhat aggressive, to say the least. So I mean, if those fifty thousand jobs come in, hope folks are ready to work <laughs> for those hourly <laughs> wages. <laughs> but I'm not saying that to disparage them, folks. I'm just saying what I heard. But speaking of Brooklyn, we got to give a big shout out to the boy Yadon Israel. Uh, Bed Star raised, current Bed Star resident, and the current editor in chief of Brooklyn Mag and editorial director of Northside Media. Sheesh. That's a, a big deal for a young professional out of pre bike lane Brooklyn who's just trying to make a name for himself. It got me to thinking as a magazine, do we even care about magazines in 2017? And like, what is, when we talk about Brooklyn, what are we talking about when we talk about Brooklyn? Man, that's tough because the only magazine that I really care about in terms like print is Straight Stunt. And I didn't even grow up on Straight Stunt, right? Like the write on sources, <laughs> all those magazines, like I remember checking out the source for like the album ratings. Right. Like I remember um, if you got like a couple of mics or like a mic and a half, I thought, I thought your project or your album would be Doodle. I remember Write On. There's a couple of magazines yeah. I remember. Even Jet. I used to check out Jet for Jet Beauty of the Week and all that. Oh, no. I was raised by a single mother. So I definitely, I, I'd be fronting on myself right now if I didn't say I didn't read Ebony, Jet. Ebony Man. Um, for, the, for the Beauty of the Week or Beauty of the Month, whatever. Essence. <laughs> <laughs> Those publications definitely were like being delivered to like my crib. And I don't know, man, it just got me thinking Vibe, Source, Double XL, all these respect for a little bit, a scratch for a little bit for those that are like really into magazines. For me, I was always into magazines growing up because I love the essays, I love the, the articles and the pieces. And that's all besides radio. For a good amount of time, besides radio and videos, that's that's all we had as far as like trying to see what our artists that we were following or celebrities. That's such a funny word now, you know, <laughs> all encompassing word. But back then, that's all we had as far as like direct, you know, connections to what their thoughts were, especially for those like legendary pieces on like, say, like Kevin Powell, like interviewing like Tupac and really getting like inside of his head. And the legendary covers as well, you know. Shine with the state green zone. <laughs> exactly. You know, so in 2017, obviously we're talking about like covers that are 10, 20 years old. Uh, but now outside of the past and we're talking about currently, like what does a magazine look like in 2017 now? I think it's for like the folks that are super nostalgic and like like certain people, like in some ways I'm an old head because I still like to like buy physical copies of right. books. Like, I don't do e-books. Like, I like to have a physical copy to, like, turn the pages. So you're already acknowledging that you're a part of a dying breed. Readily acknowledge that. And I think part of it, too, like you said, back then, that was the only way, that being the magazine mm-hmm. or radio interview, that was the only way to get that connection to the celebs or the artists that you wanted to build that connection with. Mm-hmm. Social media has largely replaced that because now in real time, you can add your favorite celebrity. It, yeah. it it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to respond. But how many times do you see people say stuff like, oh, if 
Celebrity X will respond that'll make my day and it'll act Celebrity X. Mm-hmm. If only oh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday, birthday. And they get a retweet. And some people really, you know, idolize other humans in yeah. that way that they they really feel like this unspoken connection to a person that they've never met. But then there's also those, you know, like say like through the, social media. The, through social media, like the Kanye's, well, Kanye of not like present or Kanye of the last like couple years, but when he used to have the infamous like Twitter rants and stuff yeah. like that during like Twitter's like golden years of like 2009, 2010, yeah. you know, like you were getting these like unfiltered like reactions or, you know, like thoughts and concerns from these artists that we followed in real time. And I, I don't know, I guess a part of that for me is like for those that actually do care about, you know, what not even celebrities so much have to say, but I don't know, like just people that we support, like say like quote unquote content creators and people that contribute to this illustrious culture of ours. Um, like say like an Issa Rae's or whomever else that you prefer that you, you know, you follow, whether it be Shonda Rhimes, uh, just naming like show writers, show runners, executive producers that are you know putting out content that we we care about shout out we, to the boy prentice uh, oh yeah prentice penny um yeah. we care about you know their thoughts because obviously now in in the social media like climate we care more than ever if you know not just that you have fire content you have a crazy show a crazy album but you're not out here supporting those to the likes of which don't support our community or conducive to our community with all like double entendres and veiled super super <laughs> veiled meanings that comes with. So I'd still think there's room and a need for magazines, but I don't know, a lot of magazines right now, everything is transitioned for the most part to digital and visual content. And then we gotta be honest with ourselves and no disrespect or no shade to, to shade room, ball alert. I mean, Bossa and <laughs> and all those other publications. What are we really paying attention to, and what are we paying attention for? Do we really want those like long reads, or do we really want those aforementioned names that we were just talking about and their thoughts and and their you know their concerns about the political climate and things of that nature, or shoot climate change and and things of that nature, or you know the administration's response to uh, the people of Puerto Rico. Uh, do we really care about that or do we really just want to see if, you know, X, Y, and Z dressed up as whatever celebrity, whatever other celebrity for Halloween? Like, I feel like, you know, if we really still going to have these, these publications that we used to care about trying to survive and, you know, succeed in the future, I guess we got to be honest with ourselves as to what we actually care about. Like, you know, in the words of a Brooklyn resident, a former Brooklyn resident, what are we talking about? That's the thing, too. I think that people now used to pay money. Well, one, a couple of things, right? Magazines existed and were popular in a time where you had to consume the content and like almost live with it for a longer time. Right. Because like, most magazines ran like monthly, bi-weekly, right. whatever, right? Now we're in the 24-hour news cycle. Right? At most. And people consume content so much faster, but also... The average person isn't willing to pay to consume content mm-hmm. because now, like a lot of people, use their their like or their retweet or their repost mm-hmm. or even 
their view as currency. Some people mm-hmm. view, listen, I'm I'm taking my time out of my day. Like I'm giving you my time. Right. So that's that's my payment. So be grateful right. for, with that. You're paying with attention. Exactly. So now that that's before, in in a lot of ways in the information age, that's become a form of currency. Right. If you're not responsive enough to that and you're not putting out content fast enough, you start to die. That's why a lot of the trendier, super responsive to what's happening type of outlets and sports and all over the place are Sleepy, gaining ground because they are, okay, that event happened at 10.01, 10.30, the digital team already pushes out some kind right. of response to it. And people are like, okay, I consume that response. I'm going to formulate my opinion. Okay, now what's next? Like even mm-hmm. today- Assuming today's a hypothetical day in America, 2017, I may come across 10 or 15 news stories. I got to filter out what I care about. And then within that, let's say five things I care about, find three things that are actually true and then make my own opinion. That's a lot of energy, which most people aren't even willing to do. So that's why, you know, the blogs that you mentioned that just put out things that are a bit more fluffy. The average person on social media sites that we're already like consuming Average person for, for microwave or just for you know simple scroll up and down stuff anyway. Because average- we're already like moving away from with that whole you know visual content centered. We're already moving away from like the spoken word or just words in general. And that's my exact point. Like the average person is not taking the time to really dig dig that deep into the content. So if you can just attack the lowest hanging fruit or address the lowest mm. hanging fruit. That's where the popularity is. And I think the most people. Right. And I think folks like us readily acknowledge that, but we're trying to spin it back towards the well, that's cool. And no knock to that. But at least have the options and the balance. Because there's folks out there like myself, like yourself, that still actually wanna pick up a book and they still wanna actually be mentally stimulated. So right. I think that you're Don's position to do those things for his It's challenging, but you know, just like the people that and this might sound foreign to some, but to the people that still like purchase like vinyl and things of that nature. I still buy vinyl. Not to say like it's like a relic it's or like this old. is for people that, you know, support nostalgic type of like, you know, like things. But if social media has taught me anything in the current like, you know, like landscape of artists, quote unquote, and I use that term loosely, this someone for everybody. So there's a demographic for everybody. You just got to find your tribe literally and just keep working on them, keep cultivating them, keep feeding them. And I guess that's all you can do. I still buy vinyl. I mean, I'll, I'll drive and I see somebody selling vinyl on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what, you got temps? You got oh, temps? You out your way. All right. You got smoky? All right. Yeah, I thought she was just talking about like crate digging or something. Oh, nah. Like I, I don't crate nah. dig. I uh, sidewalk browse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I think that you know that speaks to the point of a lot of people sometimes. Like I hear things all the time. It's like certain DJs that used to actually scratch records will throw shots at you know what they call like the laptop DJs or whatever. Right, and that's, right. it's not I think say, that's even like more towards like celebrity DJs now, like the Paris Hiltons and those and that like that you know were able to pick up their MacBook and yeah. realize I have some fire in here. <laughs> And we're able to, you know, iTunes playlist. Like I'm an iTunes DJ yeah. slash, you know, push button DJ. You know, the night away. And- I'm a playlist DJ. Like I just play songs. <laughs> it don't mean that I don't respect the craft or nothing like that, or that I can't scratch. Well, I can't so scratch. Can I cannot oh, scratch? Okay. I just need a definitive. But I think that you can still appreciate the art form of scratching records while still 
acknowledging that in today's culture, there's a market for people that just want to hear people playing songs off their laptop or off their their phone. And right. in my case, at several brunches, and I think that you can you can still stay true to what you believe and what you care about without necessarily attacking the other side. And I think that happens a lot too. People will say, "Oh well, magazines are dying. I'm rocking with digital," but there is a market for it. You got to corner it. With that said, though, the price of digital versus actual physical publications is also a huge factor because you're not able to, um, it costs more to make a magazine than it does to throw it on the web. You feel what I'm saying? No, it does. It does. So. It does. But salutes to, to your Don. Salutes to Dayton Thomas. Salutes to, shoot, anybody that has a magazine dream and some words and some content um, that they think people, you know what I'm saying, would be out here enjoying. We appreciate you. Do what you do. Dream and dreams. You got some some new music that you came across, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. Um, while one of my several group chats with uh, assorted friends, <laughs> I uh, was given the uh, heads up that Todd Dollar dropped Beach House 3, and I had to immediately give it a listen. Dollar sign. Bunch of projects dropped in the last week. You know, I think Big Crit dropped something as well. And I haven't really been playing. Oh, so you want to talk about Big Crit? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I ain't heard he might have had the best album of the year. I ain't heard about the greatest of all time. (laughs) He might have had the the best album of the year. You know what I'm saying? Got a shout out to to Mississippi. Man, Crit. Crit, 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 Crit. I've been listening to Crit since Crit was here. And he was what, working with uh, Johnny Shipes and Cinematic. And uh, then, obviously, we was excited for Crit when he signed a Def Jam. And Shaman uh, Excel, I think, was like working with him at that time. But Shaman um, Excel, for those who don't know, definitely one of the main pieces behind uh, Curtis Jackson, uh, formerly known as 50 Cent, now known as your... Kanan. Shout out to Kanan. Your favorite absentee father. Rest in peace, Sean. Slash child killer. Um, but yeah, so... um, <laughs> You know, things ain't really work out with Catalactica and Life from the Catalet, Underground. Catalactica. That was my song, by the way. Ah, uh, man. Uh, he's, Crit is undeniably talented. That's, that's not even a, a discussion. I've had talks with people who compare him and want to know like why you know in the era that he came out as far as like the Wale's the Coles the Drake's the Kendrick's why hasn't he gotten like say like more notoriety and things of that nature but he's independent now and all that is in the past and this you know double album like uh forever is a long time like reminds me of Matter of fact, I'm not even going to do that to him. I'm not even going to say what it reminds me of. I'm not, comparison is a thief of joy. So we're not even going to compare him to nothing. We're just going to say, like, listen to it for your own. Like, whether you're into, like, car culture and the Cadillacs and the Chevys and the box tops and all that type of stuff. Uh, he's got that sub collection for you or whatever. If you're into CeeLo dropping bars, like soul food type CeeLo, he got that for you. Um, if you're a fan of, you know, Mr. Drop That for 1999 in the 2000s, <laughs> he got that for you. Got the, he got a joint with um, Manny Fresh, produced by Manny Fresh. 
Fre- and fre- a fre- and a fre- featuring Long Lost Lloyd. Tab. Wow. It sounds crazy saying that, man. Not but Lloyd. Lloyd had Apple last year. No, Lloyd had something. He definitely got a project. You know what I'm saying? There is life after Murder, Inc. There is life after Murder, Inc. Don't let Ashanti's IG fool you. There's still people making music after after Murder, Inc. Shout out to and, Ashanti, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no shots. No, no, no shots at all to Ashanti. Salute, salute, salute. Keep doing what you're doing. Collect the bag. Collect the bag. But uh, Crit is out here with a serious project on his hands. I'll probably talk more about it like next episode maybe. But yeah, the Todd Dollar, you know, we both listen to that. And ordinarily I'm very anti opioid in the music, but there's a couple of songs where that aside like the project feels like a complete project. And I think lately I haven't heard too many projects that feel like coherently put together. Like you can tell they took time to actually plan it out. Besides just because Ty Dolla Sign is talented, is what you're that's true, and he comes from a, a super musical family. But I've been a fan of his since Beach House One. Like yeah. the way he was talking was wild, and disrespectful, and I thought that was yeah. great. Like I almost matter of fact, I think tonight I'm gonna make the best of Ty Dolla Sign playlist for the next brunch I get invited to, and I'm just gonna play. <laughs> you, you know why I came and all the other songs. Um, but anyway, this song is called Little Favorite. It's Todd Dallasan featuring Made in Tokyo. Is it Made in Tokyo? Made, made in Tokyo. And yeah. I'm not even a, a fan, shall we say, of like the skirt skirt kid. But now Ubo everywhere is still fire. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even rock with Uber like that unless we got to. Right. But it's um, Halo will lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the but, Iron Horse. But yeah, nah. Ty, I think the magic about Ty is that he's able to use. He sees people's voices as instruments and like what they do is like instruments and but somebody who can play several instruments, he gets how, you know, everybody has something special, something unique that they can offer to whatever track it is. Factory. So I'm gonna let y'all hear a little bit of this song called Little Favorite Todd Dallason. I've been up all night, had to leave them all alone, had to focus on my life, yeah. I've been fresh and wish on my mind, you ain't even got a test, you could know you're my left foot. Look, look, scoop, Love, find me, look, 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 scoop, Yeah, I can't trust no one, so I be on my lonely. She said I'm fucked around, that's why she keep ignoring me. Tying up my line, but baby, that's the only I'm dealing with a lot, just make you keep on roaring I be the guy that tried to make me do the whole thing So when you say you love me, girl, you gotta show me I'm done with chasing laws, I'm fucking with you only I'm trying to make it so I darling up your homie I've been stressing, I've been up all night Had to leave them all alone, had to focus on my life, yeah I've been fresh and wish on my mind You ain't even got a test You can't know you're my left foot Look, look Screw, screw Love, baby, look Love, love, love Screw, Yeah, set up a around I swear that's what she told me I should want to do is lay up and know me Now, we will be returning with What some people call the struggle artist of the week I actually got a backlog of great 
up and coming <laughs> artists, <laughs> debatable up and coming to let y'all get exposed to. But certified struggle. I got a. Like I say I got a backlog, and I got a. <laughs> this guy here. Listen. You've been hitting your line. <laughs> listen. Backlog bandwidth. Backlog bandwidth. You know, business speak. You know, buzzwords and such. But nah. You know what? I'm tired of people like you <laughs> calling artists that people like me believe in. I never said I don't believe in them. But you call them struggle. I dreamed in dreams as the great. Oh, oh, as I'm saying this. Wow. Quick, quick, quick shout out to uh, Combat Jack. In the words of Combat Jack, dream them dreams, man up and live them dreams because the world flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. But, uh, you know, salutes to, to Combat. Power through that current situation that you're facing. You know, can't keep a good brother down in regards to any type of health or circumstantial, you know, distractions. We gonna be good. We gonna be good. But back to back to listen at hand. I I believe in everybody's right to dream. Yeah, but everybody I feel like, can dream. But listen, man, I've I've been a guy that for years has listened to the the artists. Even when I was a, a young lad with with cornrows and throwback jerseys and size thirty six guest jeans, I've always been a person that on. On the mixtapes, wow. I was the guy listening to, yeah, listen to the popping songs 1 through 10, but I listened to the song 26 too. So I was finding a Magno the Magnificence. So you listened to the last guys with the Smack DVD. Yes, yes. Wow. Like, listen, people hated on Shade Davis. The Speaks Fines. Punch, the legendary punch. The laws these days don't make no sense. <laughs> I don't fuck crime no pain and pay my rent. I've been robbing since the age of six, running out of grocery stores with oh, bubble gum and chips. Man, I remember when now I'm into Davis guns with was, clips. Was in a car. Dumb dumbs and hollow tips. And I'm in the high I'm yellow like, chicks. But toes getting this? stepped on the. What? Right. Ain't no rabbit going on to punch ain't right. spitting. Right. Plus I got a story to tell. Right. Like if, so if you was if you was concerned if we were ever gonna have Shay Davis come up here, I think Khalil being able to spit that man's verse so vividly as if it was just recorded. What was, yesterday. That, what was that 2003? 2003? Yeah, see, I didn't think he was gonna date that man or his techniques, but I, you know, I appreciate you appreciating him. And we need more people like Kalito in order to let those like Shay Davis know that your right to dream will be respected. Listen, I, I wore flight jackets and fitteds. So if I see that, plus the DVD era, I think we need a whole episode just to, for the DVD era because that was one of the best times in, in the city, just generally. Like, DVD era was crazy. Like, you... You, you put on a DVD and you see your neighborhood or people from your neighborhood rapping or talking they talk. And, and back then, the disrespectful, aggressive, street side of rap was was out there. But back to topic. Yes. Shout out to Megan Rochelle, Demi. Oh, wow. It's a long list of musicians that I teach Moses. Like, you can't call people struggle. It's just lesser no, known. No, wait, wait, wait. Nobody. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. You were saying rappers before. And that's no disrespect to, quote, unquote, up and coming rappers. I, I have, uh, as somebody who used to, you know, run a music blog, we we can definitely go struggle Tears rapper of music. for 
up and coming prolifics version of rapper. So we, let's table that. We can, we can do that, and you and you can table that. But if we're gonna talk about like you know R and B queens that just never got their just do, uh, that's a whole other. And that's a whole that, other okay. episode. So we'll table that. But yeah, let me get back, back to, to rap. Yeah. And thank you for getting me back on topic in terms of up and coming rappers. I can go borough by borough and just let you know like who is on up and up in every borough. Harlem shooter. Alright, you know once you once you <laughs> uh, Shooter Nantre, yeah. fat rap shooter, uh, yeah. fat rap general. Respect to shooter. But um there you go. <laughs> we we just gonna put a bow on that topic. And but listen get back to Todd The point I was making was that <laughs> I, the the segment will be returning <laughs> next episode and I'm gonna have bios and clips of the next up and coming artists that I believe in. Yeah, I think me later. Because I'm the same person that put my people's on to Chinks, rest in peace. My people's on to Ty Dollar, on to August Alcina. The back of people was like, turn that off. Wow. All you know right. I mean? So, but anyway. I got to respect that. Back to Ty Dollar. Back, back to Ty Dollar sign. Uh, his project did remind me. What what track was that that he got with, with Dream? Love You Better? And I don't yeah. know, man. It just reminded me of how, you know, the, you know, the good brother, Terrius Nash, you know what I'm saying? Um, has been out here, class of 2007, which was a, a magical time in, in music, if we're going to be honest, especially like, you know, quote unquote, urban music. I think we started to like really, really, really see, you know, that music like spreading and like it was already influencing other genres, but I don't know, maybe because... I started to see, you know, like artists like such as like your, your Chris Brown's like dabbling in like other like genres of music and really, you know, the man almost had a what a, a double mint commercial. It's gonna be me. You gonna, <laughs> 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 I was gonna say bring it back to the dream and you know uh, I don't know I guess unrecognized greatness. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, the dream is the only man that was able to contribute to the greatness and three classics that left the elevator situation. <laughs> um, for those that are unaware and uninitiated, you, you explain that one. <laughs> for those that are unaware and uninitiated, you know the elevator situation that birthed three classics. We're not gonna get into. The details of it, but we'll just say that you know um, Matthew knows two daughters. That well, the this older ones here, that man. we're aware of, because apparently oh, Matthew got some doubling down. Some, you know, some you, extra. You got uh, the allegedly, my beloved. <laughs> allegedly has some some other. You know what I'm saying? Like creations out in the world. Um, salute to them. But in regards to the two foremost that we are all you know aware of and adore. Beyonce Knowles Carter and Miss Solange Knowles and Mr. Uh, Sean um, allow me to reintroduce myself. Jigaman Carter as well. And you can't tell me that that song with Solange and Romeo back in the day was a fire. True love? Uh, uh, <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> put, some, put some respect on my musical uh, taste, B. Yeah, uh, I, I ain't telling uh, you no more. <laughs> that song was fire. Uh, air quotes, musical taste. But um, as you were gonna oh, say, okay, you gonna double down. Uh, <laughs> uh, in regards to that elevator incident, where you know, uh, Jigga Man had the the E Honda hands 
<laughs> you <laughs> if you're familiar with Street Fighter uh, and blocking, you know the the uh, quote unquote assault of a loving dear family member. Now, with that being said, a seat at the table, you know, in all seriousness, a seat at the table, lemonade, and four forty four, all were seen and heard by and contributed and had contributions by Terrius the Dream Nash. And I don't know, man, I read a couple of articles or whatever, where I remember him and other people, you know, he's well respected by his peers, obviously, because for Big Sean fans, don't all raise your hands at once. But for Big Sean's fans, you remember him on his last album, Meek Mill fans, he was on Meek Mill single, Uh, he's freaking giving uh, contributions to, and hooks to... uh, LL, <laughs> if that baby, matters to any, my baby, that's my song okay. too. Yep, my There's a reason why we're not playing. Why we're not playing those and uh, Snoop Dogg and countless others. But I say all that to say, like, obviously, people still know that in order to finish that album or to gain like finishing touches, that you need to like see the dream. Like it's it, it it's it's no secret. So. Why doesn't his music, I guess, like translate as far as, you know, not just impact and influence and like colleagues and peers within the music industry, but why doesn't it necessarily translate to the broader audience is what sometimes as I'm listening to Love, Hate or, you know, the other joint, um, like that Golders cover that came out a few years back. <laughs> when well, I listened to several of several of his albums, like what ha- like what happened, what happened, and like why doesn't it work? Because I remember like when he first came out off of the you know wow the Jay Holiday, uh, the Bed song, Umbrella, obviously, which which catapulted the girl with the rhythm and the sun and the give it a run and the. It's on Rihanna. Oh, yes, yes. Come on, don't do that, Rihanna. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Back much, they throw, much love to Fenty and all, they throw, all, the, uh, all the money moves that she's making out here. But, um, I never yes. saw what I liked back then. It, I like huh? I liked Rihanna dancing on the beach. I oh, like that song, too. Oh, you was a fan. Okay. Uh, um, shout out to Rihanna. Nah, Beach. but he's definitely a part of all those, you know what I'm saying, like those classics. And for somebody that stayed contemporary, um, there's only like one other name. And that's the Tallahassee hero, Mr. You know, Teddy Pender ass down, Mr. T Pain, Tallahassee Pain. Those are the only two guys that I I know that literally created like their own sounds and kind of like had these contemporary spins on a genre that, you know, people are still debating now. Are we just getting trap and B? Are we just getting you know, R&B, rap hybrids? Are we just getting rappers that probably couldn't like get any notoriety or serious attention or serious traction as rappers? So they put some auto-tune or they put some voice some effects on, on and you know what I'm saying? Like put out their own type of like music and then can't even like find another sound or find a, a follow-up to like break out like hits or break out projects and I won't name no names, but I don't know. It just makes me think of like those, like those two guys, uh, T-Pain, especially who, you know, 
brought a whole wave of freaking auto tune until it got, you know, some could say it got killed by Bahove and was at 2009 with Death of Auto Tune yeah. as a part of uh, Blueprint 3. But then he would still end up being called back later, what, a year later, to be a part of Jay's, what, Hits album? I don't even know if anybody remembers that, but the Hits album in 2010 for the Go Hard remix with, with Kanye. So it's like, it's not like he's not out here still being used. He had a great song with, what was it, Dreezy? You can look that up, D-R-E-E-Z-Y. But um, I don't know, man. Definitely makes me think as we get ready for the 45 song. <laughs> 45 song, one single project known as... What is it? Heartbreak, Heartbreak on a, on a Full, full Moon, moon yeah, I'm excited by Christopher Briss Breezy Brown. But you can't forget that T-Pain has spawned numerous quotables like, I walk by her and wink. I don't feel T's pain because I never had to buy her a drink. Fab said that on, on one of his great mixtapes. As I was going to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Put some T-Pain on you. In respect to T-Pain, that definitely reminds you of the Kiss Kiss verse where he like, we use what, like, like three different flows. And uh, a, a, part of, a part of me wants to, to play that, but I won't. Um, that Breezy Project is going to be fire. Nappy Boy, Nappy Boy. So we are looking forward to a, a Breezy Project. I am. I heard the, the leak with Mad Tracks and when Grass is Greener, when he put up clips of that on IG about a year ago, I was telling folks it's gonna be a hit. It was a hit. He got mad songs on there, like Ready Whip. I don't think 45 made like the final joint, but um he make a hit song. You know what I mean? And even if it's like I think the difference between him and a guy like the Dream, who you may say his projects seem kind of like almost monotone, is no like arc, it doesn't really progress. Chris Brown. Chris Brown may have a project that got 35 songs in it. There's no arc and there's no Like, yo, Chris the, Brown, the dream, Chris Brown like, yo, songs, Chris you Brown. You can hear the dreams influence in your favorite like R&B artist. Like uh, that number one. I respect two, the dream. <laughs> guys like Todd Dallasson said themselves like they make Beach House in particular. He made Beach House, uh, you know, and modeled it after like the dreams cohesiveness in his projects and how like each track flows into each other. I'm just Listen, I'm, I'm not just saying, saying that the like, dream don't put it together the, like that. I'm saying how it comes across to the average consumer is it comes across monotone. Whereas a guy like Breezy, even if the songs are somewhat similar or he has two, three tracks by Boy Wonder that sound similar, they still give you a different feeling. And I think it is not the intent, it's the feeling. So the dream, yes, he is a talented musician, crazy pen, but I think that the projects, how they come across. Like, Beach House doesn't come across like Love Hate. It comes across like nah, Beach House. He, nah, he definitely, like, brought in, like, and like all saying? different types of sounds. Like, exactly. And, things and, that and even, like, Chris Brown Project, like, the last one, uh, Royalty, it took you different places. You get what I'm saying? And listen, yeah, I, I, I like the I Dreams music. I, I, I'm just I love, saying... I love Bruce Reezy's music, but, like, I'd be remiss if I didn't sit here and say, like, yo, I friends of mine and me personally, like, sometimes, like, we just... Go, as far as like project like top to bottom still be going back to like some of his like first stuff in the in the like 2000s not after not post like 2010s like it's my breezy to my dream you're talking about breezy Good. if we're talking if we're talking about like top to bottom projects like you listen top to bottom royalty i did 
They're like every so when you say I no. did, no, no, no. When you say I did, like what, now, what type, what type of time span are we like? We we referencing? Are we talking it, about I did as in I did last year. I did or as I did like a month ago, last week, recent memory. And don't hit me with the you know. Well, who really listens to projects top to bottom? Blah blah blah. Nah, you're, you're not of that. I listen, you're not of that. I, I listen to full projects, but I ain't gonna hold you. I haven't listened to royalty top to bottom in a minute. Okay. But it's not to say that I thought it was a complete body of work. Especially when it came out versus what else was out there at the time. I don't even remember what else came out around that same time he put that out. A little more. He had mad joints on there that give you like different feelings. And at the end of the day, like I respect the fact that Chris, you know what I'm saying, is gonna have several different type of like lanes that he's gonna. Which I already assume off the bat with 45 tracks. Like you tell me 45 tracks and you tell me Chris Brown. I know it's probably going to have all different types of sounds Facts. in it. You know? So this is the man that gave you, you know, incredible lines like double your pleasure, double your fun. But speaking of <laughs> speaking of incredible lines though, because I ain't gonna have you sitting here going ham. Speaking of incredible lines though, you know, one of the most prolific wordsmiths stack bundles. Oh man. B Day was uh oh, man. recent. October twenty first, young stack, and he been dead over ten years. Unfortunately, yeah, you know he didn't he didn't get to see past twenty five, and he been dead over ten years. Rest in peace and all that. But twenty four, he passed away. That's crazy. You know, it's that yo. You was just speaking about the greatness that was uh, the DVD like era. You know when we used to watch guys like battle it out in front of schools or in the streets. Or in put a in, beat on in stores. Put a beat on in stores and <laughs> and and ah oh man and would have these crazy performances of you know like barbarian like shout out to Sean Price um barbarian like skills uh and that era where you know different representatives from different boroughs and, and different, you know, just different places, different towns, different states all together where on the on these videos, these Smack DVD videos, um, showing their own like flavor, their own swag, their own style. And Mr. Two Tone Holmes, um, Mr. Seymour Cake, the gorgeous gangster, Seymour Kitty, because when you see me, you see more cake. The blue mink fur, the, the blue mink in the boiler room, like freestyle, <laughs> like... Like stack, I, I don't know, man. Peep game is they, still one of the best videos of all time. Oh gosh, uh, I I forget stack for wearing Gino Green. It didn't, you know. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was Vinny Styles that did that. To don't him. do that, man. Yeah, Come on, man. that man like that. But 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 in an era where you know, obviously, uh, Jewels and and Jim Jones were crazy influencing. The, the broader culture with the, the skulls and the bandanas and like skulls. the fitted jeans the fitted jeans and the Nike boots and all types of craziness. Stack was a part of all that. Stack was, you know, for somebody that was like twenty four, Stack had already been a part of like several different like either label or like crew situations in regards to him being with Duro and Clue. Um at was it um Desert Storm yeah. 
and being Ooh, a part bitch. of like those legendary like mixtapes and then also being a part of first and 15th which is the lyricist formerly known as lupe you know what i'm saying no shots no shade uh, man we could have a whole episode on lupe and what happened and why you know his greatness wasn't like appreciated like during like what some debate as his peak in groundbreaking albums stack just had it Stack was able to, like, Stack is a part of the camp that gave you the how fly. Like, between him and Max, it's like, it's no secret that if you put him <laughs> and Max in a room, you was getting hits. And it wasn't just yeah. pin the tail. It wasn't just, you know, gotta have high. It. it wasn't just gotta have it. This, you know, they were Black just, Superman. they were just infecting New York with an unforgettable, like, level um, but if I keep getting fly, how the fuck I'm supposed to stay grounded? I ain't figured it out. So who's on the table? I'm the swole like a feeding weight gainer, huh? Oh man. Um, but yeah, I, I laughed all, out loud. I say all that to say, like me and Khalil, like we have our fair share of memories down, you know, memory lane conversations. But Stack was one of those guys that we felt like was definitely gonna take New York into the like late 2000s and into the 2010s. Um, as a new era was approaching and, you know, the the Jays who were just coming out of retirement at that point with Kim Come and your Cams who were shooting movies, uh, killer season, things of that nature. And we were, a good movie to me. Okay. And we were, you know, already looking for the like what's next or what was like the next, you know what I'm saying, like gener- generation to take it for like New York. Yeah, it stacked bundles, you know, in the in the era that was approaching that, unfortunately, you know, Jewels wouldn't necessarily contribute to by 2007. While we were still waiting for I Can't Feel My Face with Lil Wayne. Um, and yeah, other, Project 010, though. The, and what was it? The Reagan era was supposed to come out. All these other different projects to come out. Say all that to say, like, Stack was still out here, you know, like, putting out mixtapes, putting out tracks, and still trying to make it work with Jim Jones and Bird Gang Records. So we did have a song, uh, look, two, a song. We'll play, we'll play two verses, one, one from each, one from each song. I laughed out loud every time these chickens brought your name up. You talk funny whenever my name came up. Wasn't much I could change up. Already had my change up. Still got the wagon, even though the veins changed up. You really gonna rap Pete Game as your favorite song until <laughs> till the death? I guess. I mean, you got Hustlers song, Wives of Hustlers. You got some tracks. Well, be a poopy. Can't talk to him. 
So as you see, in another week of our hip-hop minds, culture, advocates, opposite of a vulture, we actually, we actually want this culture to thrive. But I mean, it's crazy thinking back on the fact that somebody like Stack, with a crazy catalog, is still, like his music, you can still put it on. And even if the the subject matter in terms of like the types of clothes or whatever, you know, sound a little bit dated, the substance is still there. And rest in peace, stack. Yeah, definitely. Rest man. in peace, stack. Uh, shout out to Riot Squad, RRS. You know those boys out far Rockaway. Rest in uh, peace, of Chinks too, man. Rest in peace. I was about to get to that. I I know some people who would who would be on my head right now if I mentioned Chinks and what he was doing and another potential you know fallen soldier out of out of Queens um, in that far rock area. Dang, yeah, but in terms of, you know, we're going to wrap this thing up. My final thoughts for this week. Keep doing what you do. Support the good music. Support this blog. You know, www.stereobros.com is the movement. We've grown this thing. You know, again, we appreciate every retweet, comment, email, all the feedback, all the listens. We're going to keep growing this thing. But as a final thought, whatever you like in terms of the actual art, in terms of the people that's actually out here making music that you like, if you went to, you know, production and quality music or whatever, and you don't like what you hear being called mainstream music, then support what you like. Like, Shooter said it best, his kid can't eat your likes and your retweets. Like, buy that man's project. If you want to hear a certain kind of music, buy it, support it, stream it. And also rest in peace to Charles Bradley, that good musician passed away fairly recently, and I forgot to bring him up before, but... Rest in peace to Charles Bradley, another good artist that, you know, passed away. But that's it for me this week. Touched on the subject just a little bit earlier yesterday in regards to the Good Brother Combat Jack. But the reason why, like, I bring him up for a lot of us that, you know, pay attention to, you know, podcasts, whether it be, like, within recent years or not, like, there's is less than like a handful of like guys that you know were out here starting it for and pioneering it for the for the quote unquote urban space and trying to melanate those spaces and interviewing you know young legends old legends and all that combat is you know recovering from uh was a stage four colon cancer and prayers up for for that man that family on the loudspeakers network and all their like affiliated shows, whether it be, you know, 
the, <laughs> the, the man people love love to hate, some hate to love. Uh, Charlemagne with Brilliant Idiots or, you know, DJ Envy Show, Yee, uh, Yee's Podcast or The it's Read. It's called Lip Service. Get it right, man. Lip Service, B. I listen <laughs> to that joint the, too, man. Or The Read with, uh, what is it, uh, Crystals and um, Kid Fury or Fan Bros or obviously uh, Combat Jack Show, which started it all. There's literally something for everybody on that network. And it all started with like one show. And uh, salutes to A King, salutes to Dallas Penn, salutes to Just Blaze, Premium Pete, DJ Benjamin, and like all those guys that like kind of like started it as like a barbershop club and you know, he man woman haters, like <laughs> social club of just you know, guys like giving all these different perspectives from New York City, pre bike lane, New York City, but um, New York City, and you know, a contributing to this to this now um burgeoning like podcast culture of ours that we all partake in. Uh oh damn I forgot my salutes a queen uh segment. We can table that my, for when I do my rapper that's up and coming oh, B. Now you're not gonna be up here right. talking about these right. shout out to the Queens and all that hail to the Queens but nah B it, and, it don't work that way and, son and, all right, I got one quick one. Uh, <laughs> you gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to. Uh, let me see. Today's queen is gonna go to. Um, oh, uh, Shaka Pilgrim, the unsung hero of uh, Rock Nation, uh, aka the the woman that you know uh, was a part of the group that said to you know Sean, let me introduce myself, Hova Carter. To stop running through these pastel colors and having baby face on the hook and these fish eye lens with high millions. <laughs> Yo, Lord, Lord, Lord knows I can't go a day without my sunshine either. You know, much, much love and respect to you. But, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> You know we need to? Let's put okay, Rail on the hook with Jay-Z no, right okay, now, okay. B. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, as I was, gonna, as, as I was gonna say, nah, but in all seriousness, Salusha Shaga Pilgrim, who um was a part of the team that came up with the idea to have uh the jigger that we loved on volume two, Back to the Streets. But that said, volume one is better album than me. That's to me though. But and I'm sure I'm sure Puff would agree as well. And I'm sure go. the hitman would agree as go. well. But for those of us who, you know, felt that Jigga, including himself, uh, was kind of chasing a sound that might have been winning and wanted to incorporate that within his own type of sound as he was coming. This is a pre-30J. So this is a, you know, this is a whole different like world that we talking about. But with that being said, with that being said. You know, Shaka came up with the idea, among many others, um, since um, to make Streets is Watching. And Streets is Watching to be a full-on movie. What's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? 30 grand. Allegedly. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, uh, salutes to that queen and uh, other shouts I got. Thank you for listening. Uh, stick with us. It only gets greater. Before we wrap, though, who is he dissing on <laughs> on imaginary play? Who is he dissing? Chill, chill, chill. chill. <laughs> All right, we say that. For <laughs> so. Over and out, <laughs> y'all. Y'all be cool how y'all be cool. Easy.